Welcome back for season three of the Orioles in the Know podcast. These twice monthly conversations feature Avon School Superintendent Dr. Scott Windham and special guests, students, teachers, administrators, and others. The goal is to keep you up to date with all that is taking place in Avon Schools, home of the Orioles. Thank you for tuning in to Orioles in the Know. Hello and welcome to episode number 47 of Orioles in the Know, a podcast of the Avon Community School Corporation. I'm Scott Wyndham, the proud superintendent of Avon Schools, and we do these podcasts to provide other ways that our community can stay informed on all the great things going on in Avon Schools. We have a lot going on in our schools, a significant expansion and renovation that's underway at Avon High School right now, preparing to reconfigure our schools and build a new middle school, heading into the 25-26 school year, and lots of other things as well. But one of the really exciting changes uh, that maybe doesn't get quite as much attention is uh, that our district is moving forward with the creation of the Avon Academy in partnership with Simon Youth Foundation. So joining me today to talk about that is Kelly Rodke. Kelly served as assistant principal at Avon High School, but is transitioning now into a new role as coordinator of the Avon Academy. So welcome, Kelly. Thank you. I am an, an honored to be here. We're glad that you're here, and, and I've heard you talk about the Avon Academy multiple times in some community presentations, and it's just your, your passion for serving kids that maybe need to learn a little bit differently than what the 3,400 kids at Avon High School need. is mm-hmm. it, it comes through every time we talk about it. Thank so. you. So um, kind of on that tone, talk a little bit about um, you've been with Avon for how many Th- years? This is my 14th year. And you came here as a I, I came here as teacher. an assistant principal oh, okay. in um, 2009, 2009. Before that, I was an assistant principal at Clinton Prairie High School. And then um, prior to that, I have taught um, at Lebanon and Frankfurt and Clinton Prairie. Um, I taught English and Spanish and and ELL, so um, been in education a while. Hey, and 14 <laughs> years at Avon High School, 14. so you've seen a lot of change. I have, a lot, yeah, a lot for the good, yeah. actually, yeah. We moved our kids here um, in 2009. We have three children, two of whom have graduated, and then a third who is a senior, and um, I think I even said to the school board, like, I would not have my kids at any other district in the state. Mm-hmm. This is a phenomenal place for all kids um, of, of different interests and different abilities and and we have loved this community that's awesome so talk a little bit about um, you know when we say it's an alternative program then some people we may also call it an alternative school and then we mm-hmm. all have these ideas of what an alternative school means mm-hmm. you know for me I think about what it was when I was in high school and mm-hmm. what we're talking about is not the alternative school that most of us experienced when we were in school. So talk a little bit about what's different about the program that you're creating in Avon Academy. Sure. And I, I'm going to use the words of some of the students who are currently at Harris. Um, fortunately, I've been given a chance to uh, get ready to prepare for the Academy. And so I've been spending a lot of time at Harris um, interacting with the Brownsburg and Avon kids. And um, as some of the listeners may not know, we are splitting apart from Harris to create Avon Academy. Academy. So many of those kids I'm currently talking to are going to be future Avon Academy kids. And I've asked them, uh, in fact, just yesterday, I asked a kid who had... Um 
been failing most of her classes at Avon High School, um, had a lot of attendance problems, just really did not enjoy school. I asked her yesterday, she had this big smile on her face when she saw me, and I said, um, you know, what is it that's so different about this alternative environment? And she said, it's the best learning environment I've ever been in. She said, um, you know, I can learn at my pace. Teachers know me very well. They know when to um, press me and push me to be better. And they know when I'm having a bad day and and can just need to leave me alone. And so that's that's how it's a little bit different. I think a lot of people think that it's for the bad kids. Mm -hmm. You know, it's for kids who um, have caused a lot of trouble or done things they shouldn't have. And that is not the case at all. It is simply for kids that need a different learning environment. Mm -hmm. And we have three uh, kind of targets for kids, um, buckets, I would say, that kids would belong in to, to go to the school, three criteria. One of that is kids who are credit deficient. So for whatever reason, these students got behind on credits um, at Avon High School, and you have to have 47 to graduate. So many of these kids are a semester or a full year behind. Some of that was caused just by things in their life. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe things happened at home or um you know, maybe they had illnesses. So um, that's our first bucket of kids. The next bucket would be um, kids who are just overwhelmed by a large environment. Avon is close to 3,500 kids now, and our hallways and classes can seem very overwhelming. And some of these kids just get lost. They need a little bit more one-on-one attention from teachers. And when class sizes are, are large, it's hard for kids to get that and so some kids do better in this smaller environment and then the third group of kids um, that I'm I'm really excited that we can serve because not a lot of schools in the state serve these this population and they end up dropping out are girls or even boys um, young men who have children of their own girls mm-hmm. who are pregnant and and um, then have children so um, at Harris currently there is a daycare in fact, that's kind of been my favorite spot to pop into. Um, but we have um, a couple students there. I didn't realize we had more than one, but we have two students there currently with babies, um, both of whom will come to the academy. And then I I know a couple students who are expecting who will be at the academy. Mm-hmm. So these young women can be there with their children and still get their high school education yeah. and, and have a better chance for success in the future. So it's just a really fun group of kids, kids who um, just feel a sense of success mm-hmm. that they've never felt before. And yeah. it's a it's a very, I would say, family-like environment mm-hmm. that we're looking at. That's great. Mm-hmm. Well, you came and uh, brought some Harris students to speak at a community lunch before break and you know there are those certain things that that happen over the course of a year where things just stick with me and I think okay at the end of the year when I think back on what were those pivotal moments in my school year one of them happened at that uh, uh, event and you know I know what you're talking about yeah it was just and we we've been working on this we've been talking about this Mm -hmm. for months and it's easy to sometimes get focused on the the business of opening up a new program and where's it going to be and the the financing of it and you know all those kinds 
kinds of details that are important. Mm-hmm. But at that session, um, you asked some of the students that were there, you know, what um, what have you learned about yourself? Uh-huh. And one young man said, mm-hmm. I've learned I'm not a failure. Yes. And I thought, man, that just hit me. Yeah. Um, there were tears. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I mean, and, and he other students said similar type yeah. of thing. It was just he was a kid that you would walk by and you wouldn't expect him to, no. to share something that vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And I think that as a 17 year old boy to say something in, uh, like that in front of a group of adults, I just thought that was really powerful that. Yes. He found his niche. And yes. he found what was going to help him yeah. feel successful. And yeah. it just made all of these conversations we've been having so real yeah. for me. But He's going into the military. He's one of our Avon kids. And, and you know, has, he, he's a kid who easily could have dropped out. Mm-hmm. And, and most of these kids are. They mm-hmm. are at-risk kids who haven't found success. They do feel like a failure. And this provides a place for them to not feel that way yeah. and to find a future pathway. And um, talk a little bit about about how many students we expect to have. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we've always been really pleased with the partnership with Harris Absolutely. Academy. So it's not like we're leaving on bad terms. It's just no. Brownsburg and Avon High School are two really two. large high schools yes. that need to have their own programs. Yes. Um, so will this give us more capacity to serve kids than what we have right now at Harris? I think that's, um, in my understanding, part of the reason we are dissolving that partnership. Um, we currently have about 80, 85 seats for students at Harris and um, our student support teams of which there are five of those at the high school are the ones who decide um, which kids can go to Harris. Well usually when I was on a student support team I would have around a dozen kids on a waiting list mm-hmm. um, so not all the kids with high needs were able to go. We just couldn't serve them and which is a shame because we would end up losing kids mm-hmm. um, because of that. So and I've um, heard you talk about, you know, you would uh, kind of fight we did. with other teams. We, we, about, we called it the like, draft. The dra- yeah. <laughs> and we, you know, we. But it's, it's you it know, was, we laugh about it, but that's hard that, you know, know, kids need something yes. that they're not able to get. Yeah. yeah. And so with this, we will start with a maximum of 120 kids. Now, that being said, we're going to be designing a half day program. Mm-hmm. So we will have around 60 maximum at any one time. I highly doubt we will start off at our maximum we're gonna start and 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 grow a little bit larger my guess is we'll start out between um like 100 around 100 110 um but i but still I can a imagine lot more than the 85 we're serving a lot right now. more yeah. yeah i i'm hoping there won't be waiting lists mm-hmm. anymore i'm hoping that's a thing of the past mm-hmm. good mm-hmm. so you've talked a little bit about um you know the 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 flexibility the programming um you went around and visited several alternative programs, Harris, of course, being one of them, but Mm -hmm. then other schools that have done similar things. So what are the things that you've kind of learned from those visits that, you know, you get the the benefit of building something from the ground up where you can go to places and say, okay, I like what they're doing there and what they're doing there and Mm -hmm. and pick from from the best Mm -hmm. for our program. So what are some of those things that will make our program unique? 
I, w- I would say um, the first thing that makes it just in general an alternative program unique is the flexibility in schedule. Because currently we're on semesters at the high school and um, with Harris and with our alternative academy, we will be on quarters. So kids can earn credits faster. Um, so that's a big thing, the flexibility of the schedule. Also being able to provide provide um, incentives um, because a lot of these kids are not motivated mm-hmm. you know they they don't always see like the light at the end of the tunnel they don't know what they're getting when they finish and so having some things that are motivational to the kids um, one thing that I have seen that has worked is um, the mastery learning so when students um, are learning and and at our school it they will be learning in teacher led classes in the core classes and then all of their electives will be online with a teacher in the room but once they have finished they get some early release time so you may have a nine-week class that a kid finishes in seven weeks and they can have their break a little bit early and not come those last two weeks that's the number one thing I hear from kids and you see them like when I walk down the halls at Harris, you you can hear a pin drop because mm-hmm. kids are just like engaged in their work sure. because they want to earn that time off. So that's a huge factor. And in some cases, they're providing for their family or they they need to work. And so I mean that's some of what I've learned that ex- from you in this is that yes, it's motivating, so but it also is the reality of their life in some cases that and and that's providing. what they're doing. They're not going home. And that's a video good point. Yeah, that yeah. is not what's happening. And and we are going to use that a little bit to our advantage, a little bit more than Harris does. Harris is really not um, requiring kids on a half day or when they're not there um, to be doing something, we will. Mm -hmm. So I'm really looking, and and that's why I've been doing a lot of these community speaking engagements. Mm -hmm. I'm looking for places to put kids. I talked to a girl today who she wants to, to be a dental hygienist. She may not get into Area 31 so I want to find her a mm-hmm. dental office where she can go to Avon Academy half day and then work in a dental office half mm-hmm. day. And then when she earns her time off, she can have a couple weeks where she can work full time or intern full time. So um, it's just kids. Kids are motivated to do these things. But you're right. Not all of it is just for them. It is supporting their families. Mm-hmm. Um, we will have about currently we have about 66% of our students who are on free and reduced lunch. And, you know, these kids are, you know, not just spending this on McDonald's or yeah. whatever, they're spending it to help pay bills. Sure. And so that that's a huge thing. Another thing that I found from um, one of the schools that I visited, it's actually the Clark Pleasant Academy. They do a mini economy. And so students will earn fake money um, for things like earning a credit or being on time. Um, And then we will do a mini economy lesson. um, And I'll talk about that in a second with one of our programs. And 
then uh, we will have an incentive store. And this will be part of our partnership with Simon Youth is helping to find incentives for that. So kids, once they earn so much money, they can buy a gas card out of the store or they can buy movie tickets or, you know, clothing or snacks, you know. And when I've been talking to some of the kids about this idea, they have been fired up about hmm. that, especially the gas ticket, oh, you know, yeah, the right. gas card. Yeah. So, I mean, just any way to to get kids to want to work harder or improve attendance because attendance is really mm. um, probably one of the biggest factors to deter these kids from success. And then um, another thing that I stole from a, a separate school that I went to, the HSE Fisher School, they um, actually do Mindful Mondays and Workplace Wednesdays. And we'll start out maybe doing this once a month and then build up. But on the Workplace Wednesdays, that's where we would do our mini economy lessons. Or maybe we would have some people come in and talk to kids about how to buy a car or how to do an apartment lease. So our school is not going to be just about earning credits. It's yeah. about how to live. Mm -hmm. These soft skills, these life skills where we're, we're not just getting them across across the finish line. We're giving them skills and a plan for what's happening after the finish line. And then our Mindful Monday will be more of like the, the conflict resolution type things, how to get along with people, um, how to calm your anger, um, maybe some yoga. But just, again, those life skills for, for these students who, um, and even, you know, I wasn't taught a lot of these things, mm -hmm. you know, growing up. So, um, I'm but just what's really, often, what, what often causes adults to lose their jobs yes. is that they don't know how to handle those they kinds don't, of things. Yeah. They don't. And so we're just really excited. And I've already received a great response from many people in the community who want to help, who want to come in and, and do a Workplace Wednesday with us. So. so that was one of my questions for you. If someone's listening to this that owns a business and they'd be interested in an intern or, you know, any way that they think they might be able to help, they just reach out to you? Just reach out to me. I've already started setting up meetings with people um, another thing and I don't know that that sometimes community members know this but we have um, the state of Indiana has what's called graduation pathways and so there are I'm not going to go into too much detail to bore you but the third part of the graduation pathway is that a student has to either pass the SAT or the ASVAB or have a certification in something or they have to um, have a career concentrator. The certification for me, it, a lot of our kids who we have may not be passing the SAT. They may not even pass the ASVAB. But the certification is something that a lot of our kids want to do can do and will get them that graduation. And is pathway. a real life skill real, versus maybe what yeah, the SAT is going to ask. Yes, yeah. yeah. And it's going to lead to a job. Yeah. Like I, I was looking at the certifications yesterday, trying to think who can I reach out to, you know, to get us some certification partners. And one is a home health aide. 
home health aides are in high need oh, right yeah. now. Yeah. And so, you know, if there are listeners out there who have a business where they want to partner with me and, and provide one of these certification programs, I, I can guarantee I have a great employment pipeline. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are kids who are going to be successful community members. They're probably going to live in, in Hendricks County for quite some time. And um, we're going to teach them to be good employees. And so, you know, I know there are lots of people trying to find good employees and they can contact me and, and I'll work with them to do that. So you've mentioned um, Simon Youth a couple of times, uh, you know, and that's that is probably something people aren't familiar mm-hmm. with. So talk a little bit about um, what that connection with Simon Youth will provide for students. Mm-hmm. So when I went to two of the academies that I visited, they were both both of them were Simon Youth Academies. And um, at every academy I visited, I said, what? What do I, if there's one piece of advice in starting my own academy, what would that be? And both of those people said, partner with Simon Youth. Mm. And I said, okay, you know, um, what do they do for you? And they said, they give you professional development for your teachers. Um, They give your students all kinds of incentives. Um, They will, um, if you're in a mall area, which we're not, they will give you a building. Because this is the Simon Mall Properties Yes, it's the Simon Property Group. Their foundation. It's, it is. It's their philanthropic foundation. And, they, and it's focused primarily on at-risk It is. Students. And it started actually in the 80s. I started researching all this, but it started in the 80s where the Simon Malls were seeing a lot of students just roaming the malls that mm-hmm. were of school age. And they were, they were dropouts. And they said, what can we do to prevent this? I mean, these are kids who could be employed. You yeah. know, what could we do to prevent? this. So they came up with the Simon Youth Foundation and started working with public schools. It's only public schools. And they were giving like a a building or a room in the mall to public schools to have their own academies. And then they started um, not only doing that, but then they were branching out to schools not in the mall. As long as we have a mall near us, like Circle Center, Greenwood is fairly near us, um, you can still be eligible for this. And so, as I mentioned, you know, they are there to support kids and take away barriers. So a lot of these kids have significant barriers in their life. And so if we see a barrier, our job is to talk to Simon Youth and then they figure out a way to help us with that. Sometimes that's financially, sometimes that's um, with networking. So I was able to attend their conference um, a couple months ago. And um, one of the things that I learned there was they have a partnership with CVS. And I mentioned certifications earlier. Mm -hmm. Well, they will, um, with the Simon Youth and CVS partnership, they will give kids free training and internships in all sorts of things, not just you think of pharmacy, but it can be things like logistics or, you know, cashier or accounting or whatever goes into that building or that, that business, they will give those kids those opportunities, train them 
them and we can give those kids uh, um, elective work credits at sure. the same time. Yeah. So these are all opportunities I wouldn't know about yeah. except for Simon Youth. And and I think I say this a lot, but I kept saying to these these other schools, well, what's the catch? Uh-huh. You yeah. know, what <laughs> they're giving you all this stuff. You know, they're sponsoring things. They uh, at one of the schools, every kid had Simon Youth T-shirts. And, uh, and I said, what do we what do we have to do? And they're like, nothing. And I said, what? <laughs> and they said, nothing. You just, you fill out this partnership yeah. and you apply and, um, you know, you just have to adhere to letting them, letting them use their Simon Youth um, logo yeah. and things. And I'm thinking, okay. And so even when I went to the conference, I'm asking people from all over the United States. <laughs> what's the catch? So what's the catch? <laughs> and, and they're all saying nothing. At least so, you've gotten consistent yeah, answers. I have yeah. consistent answers. So it's really an exciting partnership yeah. and they have been nothing but wonderful to, to work with. That's awesome. Yeah. So this time next year, you'll be halfway through <laughs> opening a new program. So yeah. what, what's, what's your goal? What, what do you, mm-hmm. you know, when you, when we're talking next year, how will you know all these, all this work, all this mm-hmm. planning and preparation that you've been doing has, has been successful? Mm-hmm. Two ways, I think. One is that hard data. Are we graduating those students? And, and not just that, but are we placing them somewhere? Mm-hmm. Uh, what breaks my heart is when I hear, okay, that kid graduated. And then I ask, well, what are they doing now? And I can't get an answer. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to answer that for every kid that goes through my building. And and I expect us to be part of them uh, and their journey to what they're doing. So that's one, the data on the graduation and, and a next step. And the other is just when I walk into these academies, you get this feeling. And you can't quantify this, mm-hmm. but, you know, just the smiles on mm-hmm. the kids' faces, the the laughter between them and the teachers, just the the feeling you get of family. And like, like that young man said, the mm-hmm. feeling of success. Yeah. And you can see that and you can feel that at these academies. And so when you walk into the new Avon Academy, I want you to be, you know, overwhelmed by that feeling that you belong there, mm-hmm. you know, and and that it's a home for you. That's awesome. Well, thanks. So I know you have done a lot of work um, even before you were officially named the coordinator of this program. You've done a lot of work and your passion for serving kids comes through every time we've talked about this and worked on different things. So I'm Thank excited you. to see how all this work pays off here in, in just a few months because we'll be ready to go in July. I know they're knocking down they're walls knocking down already. Walls. Yep. <laughs> yes. So this program will be sharing space with us in the administration center. Mm-hmm. We've got some space in the basement that's being finished and mm-hmm. the first floor that uh, several of us have moved upstairs to, to make room and get creative with space. So mm-hmm. it uh, it's going to be really neat to have yeah. kids in this building and be able to see what's going on. I'm so. very excited and I appreciate the opportunity. This is this is what's best for so many kids and I am thankful that, that our school board and that you as administration see the need and are providing it for these kids who often get overlooked. Mm-hmm. And so I I appreciate that they're they're getting um, this program here at our our district. So very exciting days ahead. So thanks, Kelly. Thank you. 
You've been listening to Orioles in the Know with Avon Community School Corporation Superintendent Dr. Scott Windham. Subscribe to Orioles in the Know on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. While you're there, please help us by leaving a positive rating or review. Follow Dr. Windham on Twitter at A-V-O-N-S-U-P-T. Visit our website at avon-schools.org or call us at 317-544-6000. This has been an Avon Schools production. Go Orioles!